0: Hello and welcome back to the Miracle Minded Podcast. This is Nicole Sylvester and I am about to drop in with you for part two of The Dark Side of Personal Development Culture. Now, if you have not listened to part one, I invite you to go back and listen. It's gonna give you so much more context for part two. The thing I wanna let you all know is first, thank you. Thank you for your messages. Thank you for your emails, your DMs. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for sharing your stories so many of you had reached out to me and shared some of the things you were going going through behind the scenes that i had no idea and you know that's the way we we move through life so many of us are moving through life hurting or navigating something that's really heavy or something that we're like wow i don't know what to make of this and because of that the heaviness the density the judgments that we hold against ourselves sometimes we keep things in hiding and this really brought me back to the reminder of the true essence of my leadership. Why I even got into this business. Like I've seen people say all sorts of reasons why they're an entrepreneur. And for those of you that don't know this about me, the reason why I started my business in coaching and writing my book and creating courses was because I literally had a call on my life to do that. I was in such deep suffering before in such deep darkness that when I found my way into even a glimpse of light, I thought, I know there's people out there that are just like me. I was searching on the internet for life coaches, rehab facilities. I was searching for inspiration. I was looking for these things, and when I found my way, I knew that there were other people that needed my story. And while my story continues to evolve, this part, this path, what happened in September and October, I knew that that was something that needed to be shared because there were many people that were out there hurting. And I knew that there were people out there hurting, I just didn't know how many people had dealt with something similar to myself and that had shame around it, self-judgment around it, feelings of failure around it, guilt around it, people that have been um, dealing with different kinds of exile energy and mean girl energy. I had all sorts of emails and DMs from this and I just want to say thank you for sharing and I want to remind you and everyone listening like the things that we go through, I know that they're here to fortify us and in the depth of a painful situation, a confusing situation, a situation that makes you feel like maybe you're even crazy, we might not be able to catch that. But if you can just hold that in the back of your mind, it can help you just get to the other side and then start to look for the lessons and blessings and the wisdom that you begin to embody from that. So a lot of people that reached out were sharing about the shames and struggles, as I said, and like what it's what it's like to move through some of these things. And I just want to remind all of us that this is the human experience. The reason why part one was so important for me to even share in the first place is because What's going on in the personal development industry and why people are attacking it is A, there's gonna be people that always attack things, right? I don't agree or back many of these people because a lot of the things that are being said are just being said from hate and like this bully energy and cancel energy. That's not energy that I back or get behind or condone. But when I'm listening to people that I know, people that I love, people that I've worked with in the past that have been my clients, people that are my friends, and I'm hearing these themes of things that have been happening, it's worth us looking at. And there's often the human part that's missing. So we wanna be mindful that personal development, while it is an industry and there is a service, It's not the same as getting your tires serviced. It's not the same as getting your plumbing fixed. It is something that is a tender, there's a tenderness to it. Sure, there's motivation, sure, there's inspiration, but there's also this tenderness, there's this vulnerability. And that's what I wanna bring all of our awareness to is that when there's something that's a business, yes, that's amazing, there's money to be made, there's exchanges to be had, I'm all about us making money. I'm all about you making so much money that it just like literally blows your mind and changes your entire lineage, generational wealth. Like I am here for that. And for those of you that know me, you know that I'm about that life. But what I am also about is us learning how we can do that in a way that does not dismiss, diminish, or hurt in any way. The humanity of anyone else. And we have to remember that there are humans that are buying into things because they have dreams, hopes, and a lot of them have other things that have been going on. Some people are taking the money that is like literally their last bit of money. Some people are just like living on a prayer. As I would say, I've lived on a prayer for much of my life, um, especially as I knew to pray and started praying more. It was like, oh my God, I'm going to take this money and I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to make a big leap. I'm going to do the, do the brave thing. And sometimes it works out exactly as you wanted or better. And sometimes you will fall on your face. And we want to make sure that the people on the other side are mentors. The people we invest in, the people we believe in, the people we thought like, I am going to invest this in me. And you like utilize your gifts and services that they're not the ones that like kick you and you're down kind of thing. And that's the important thing. And the only reason any of us would do that is because we're either A, not aware, and that's okay, we can become aware, or we're responding from our woundedness and our fear versus our love. So as I've said in part one, I'm going to say it again and I'll say it forever. I am not perfect. I am not perfect. Neither are you. None of us are. We're humans and we are here moving through life like toddlers. Like even though we've grown up and we are like, you're an adult now. We are adults figuring this thing out. We are figuring out how to move through life to speak our needs, to have our needs met, to love others and to allow love in. We're learning how to navigate our money. We're learning how to break generational patterns. We're learning how to enjoy life more and to be of service and to create and live in our potential. These are all things that we're learning as we go. So one of the things that I wanna remind everyone here is, can we give each other the grace of remembering that we're all figuring this thing out? We're all figuring this thing out and it's so important. So even since I recorded part one, I'm working actively. I've been working actively. I forgive myself. I forgive my former mentor. I forgive myself for things like little threads of the conversation we're having here today that I found in myself over the years. If I never noticed that thread and never acknowledged it in myself and never got honest and never decided to confront myself, then I would never grow and evolve and become a better teacher, a better guide, a better human, a better mother, a better friend. And that's who I want to be. So it's very... Liberating for us to just admit it right from the get-go that we're not perfect. And one of my favorite things to tell everyone is I'm not perfect, but I'm always in practice. So that means I'm always looking to be better. I'm always looking to be better. So one of the things that came through again was also the question of how are you now? And I hope you're good and I hope you feel better. And I just want to let you all know that these things that I discussed, this process, this breaking down the death part of the creation cycle that I was in was back in September and October. So my September and uh, October were rough. They were rough because I had a pull on my heart and I knew I was meant to slow down and I thought that I couldn't. But once I gave myself permission, there was a profound, intense earth shaking unraveling that took place and i'm like in deep surrender in in that place now i have been on a protocol with my doctor i have moved to texas i'm here until the spring and i'm just here slowing down i have i've come here where i am in austin because my favorite like wellness practitioners are here so i'm like deep in the self-care self-love game i am slowing down all the parts of my business that I've been doing because I'm like, oh, but that's what we do to make income and this is what we do to make this much money and this is what so-and-so was doing. They are falling apart as I'm watching them and just back in alignment. And it feels so good, it feels so liberating, it feels so true. And even in that, there's still consistent work. The work is just approval, self-love and self-approval. So just coming back to those practices and not going on to autopilot all the time. So that's what was was up with me with me the thing that I had going on there was no like instantaneous cure it was more so are you willing to undergo a radical lifestyle change and that's why I knew it came to wake me up and to change the way I was living and what was revealed in that time was perfect for me because it revealed what was behind the scenes of a thing of a person of a of a idea that I had And that wasn't meant for me. That was not meant for me. So all is perfect there and all is well there. And I'm sharing this episode with you today because I want to get it out before the holidays. We are a few days away from Christmas. Like Hanukkah is underway. The New Year is coming. And I am personally closing everything from this year. Like the way I work with my path and what has happened with me and what I experience is knowing that some experiences are going to feel really good. Some experiences are like so worthy of like you want to shout it on top and tell everybody you want to like stand on the rooftop and let everyone know about it. Then there's some experiences that you're like, damn, how am I ever going to talk about that? I don't even like to think about it. And there's things there's things that are on the whole spectrum that I've experienced this year. How about you? You know, like looking at your year. And the thing is I take my year... And I begin to look at it and to work with it in a way that is very alchemizing. And it's really important that I do that. So that's why I was like, let's get this episode out. Let's get these things shared and let's move on. Let's move on with the new awareness. So as I share that with you, I want to let you know something before I drop into what I really want to share and what I really want to invite you to bring light to is the closing ceremony that I have going on. The closing ceremony is a three-part process of really looking at your year, going through a somatic process of collecting, gathering, acknowledging, blessing, and also learning how to take everything and allow it to be fertilizer for what you will be becoming in 2023. Shit happens. And shit can also be fertilizer. You know if you carry something and we carry it from the the place of victim, which is like this person did this to me and I am hurt, then we always are in this lack. But if we can learn to acknowledge like this happened, that hurt, here's my part in that, here's what was not my part in that. What do I wanna remember about this? What do I wanna feel about this? And how can I transmute this? I want to take you on a process of taking your entire year and amplifying the good, fertilizing the rest. So I have a three-part process for this. Some people have asked me, how long is each session? Each session is going to be about 45 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes. It's what we need. So when I'm teaching, this is very much from like, what do we need? And you're going to be invited to reflect and to journal and do your part with each part each day on your own because this is not just the intellect process this is mind body spirit really allowing the energy to feel like is my mind body heart open or are there ties to things are there things that I need to really let go of are there things that I need to see differently so we're going to work with all of that and it's only $111 so you can do this live with me the mornings of 29th 30th and 31st as you transition into the new year or you can do it on the first second and third second third and fourth but i would suggest it around this collective time because there's a potent collective energy at the start of a new year and that's because the entire planet is reflecting on what the year has been like and looking forward to the new year And if you understand the Maharishi effect, then you understand that there's this collective intention. And I really like to work with that collective intention. So the link is down below. If you want to be a part of it, I would love to have you with me. Now, let's jump into some of these things, right? So the first thing I want to remind everyone here, and this is something that really changes the game when we're looking at personal development, is much of the personal development industry is male biology focused. Now you might be like no because there's women that teach it everywhere but even a lot of the women that are teaching teach it in a way that is male biology focus. The thing that is mind-blowing is I was listening to this woman that does research on menstrual cycles and she is a doctor of some sort and she was talking about our biorhythms and she talked about men and women in studies, like um, clinical studies, and how women are rarely ever used for clinical studies because our bodies are basically too complex. Our temperature is changing all the time because of our hormones. There's this, these biochemical reactions that are too complex, ever-changing, and it's hard to make like legit uh, certain dependable studies and outcomes and that blew my mind and I'm like oh, makes so much sense but when I got into the personal development realm I was coming from a few years of being deep in the spiritual growth spiritual awakening realm and really I was not doing it to be a coach or a guide or anything I was selling life insurance at the time and mutual funds and things like that I was doing it to move myself out of suffering. I felt glimpses of light. I felt my heart open. I felt hope again. I began to see myself in my divinity versus just my deficiency. And I just felt like, well, this is the path I need to walk. And that's the path that I really committed to. And around 2014, 15, I started going more into personal development realm. I was going to events that were led by men and it was inspiring and it hyped me up and it motivated me and I'll tell you, it worked. Like that's how I wrote my book. I went to an event and I got super hype. It kicked my ass in the best possible way and I started calling myself to a higher standard and that's what I did. And in that higher standard, I lived in a way that was very committed, a bit more robotic, but hey, it worked for a period of time. And then I realized that it started to burn me out because I was a solo mom of a young, like a young child at the time. And I had mom things to do. I had my menstrual cycle that took me, you know, all around as it does. And I would feel really energized at some points and really depleted and tired at some points. But I didn't, care. I continued to push through because I felt like, well, that's what he does. That's what he said we have to do to be successful. That's what I got to do. And then I started to wonder, well, what if I just let myself trust what feels good? And as I went back into living more intuitively, I started to understand that I get to take what's good here. I get to take what works for me here and that I'm not meant to follow a male biology focused way to success. I can use it when it feels good, but there's a different way. So I bring this up because so much of the personal development realm is very much speaking to this, what it looks like to live successful, what it means to give 100%. Mind over matter, it's very much a push, push, push. And we have to understand for a woman, that is not us living in our fullest power, living like that every day of the month. And that's the first thing we have to understand. The other thing that I want us to start to explore just collectively is the idea that more and more people since COVID, since quarantine, there's been this softening of people realizing like, whoa, I was living disconnected from what feels true. People were like, whoa, being around family is more important. Actually, listening to my body is more important. Slowing down is more important. I value all these things more. There's also this big shift around people noticing more about mental health, brain health. Also, trauma, which goes hand in hand with that. There's people that have trauma. And someone that has trauma, they're going to move through life differently big trauma, little trauma, a lot of you don't know this, but for me, because of the abuse that my body experienced, and when my body shut down back in 20, what is it, 2010, I actually could not work out for a long time, and when I got back with my trainer, I needed to work with a trainer that was trauma-informed, because if I went to, like, let's say Gold's Gym, or even Equinox, and I'm working with someone, and they're training, like, your average person that just does, like, goes, goes, and does whatever you say, my body was having adverse reactions. It would start to like have heart palpitations and like it needed to go at a slower pace. So what I share this with is because if we're looking at this from very much like pounding on our chest, screaming out loud, rah, I'm so tough, I'm let's go, let's go, let's go, energy. We leave behind and diminish all of the people that have other things are navigating. So the point that I want to make here is that 100% looks different for everyone. It looks different depending on your emotional capacity, what you've been navigating over the course of your life up until this moment. It makes a difference with what you have to do, like what's on your plate. It depends on what your body's operating like what your mental bandwidth is like. All of these things matter. And I feel like what we can do in the personal development culture is take a look at things and see that everyone's 100% looks different and that no one else can tell someone what their 100% is like. We can't do that to each other. We have to understand that we're all operating with a different life lens in a different vessel. And yes, we can... We can optimize and we can shape shift, but it's so much grace for one another to understand that our 100% looks different for everyone. So if we start to understand this, then we can also begin to soften some of these things because this is one of the things that I feel like could really use a dose of softening and grace. And it's where a bunch of the, the culture tells their clients, their community, that you have to make the bold move. You have to make the courageous move. You have to take the big risk if you're serious about your business. And here's what I have learned firsthand is that it is not always about that. That sometimes that can actually shake you up in the wrong direction. (laughs) Sometimes it can shake you up in the right direction. But because we're all different and we're working at different levels of what 100% looks like, We are going to have our buttons pressed in different ways. We're going to be activated in different ways. Certain things will make us feel like we are abundant and in flow. And for other people, that same thing can feel crushing and devastating and throw off our entire nervous system. So we have to understand that for some people, what it looks like for them to choose to go all in is to actually slow down, to actually go forward with great care and presence to actually not take another risk but integrate the last risk you took. This looks different for everyone and you only know by knowing what's true in your heart. So I bring this up because what I shared in the last episode was this essence of basically telling someone what they must do, telling someone what they have to do, what it looks like for them to be successful, what it looks like for them to be in integrity. And there's this conversation of what it looks like to be successful. And this is changing. It's changing because if we all did everything that was risky, courageous, bold, loud, expensive, all these things, and we all operated like that, we would all be looking like a bunch of fast burn out humans very soon <laughs> if this is the only way we operate. And you may see people that are doing this and they, they're excited they do it, they're doing it, but this is what we also have to understand. Someone that is going to take their entire savings and do this and they go invest and they do it and they thrive is going to be different than someone that takes their whole savings and does that, that also has financial support from family. A husband that's paying all their bills like maybe he doesn't have kids or maybe does you can survive and thrive with all or any or none of that but what I'm saying is that everyone carries theirs different so to say that this is the way I'm going to say that the way is a one-of-a-kind way and you'll know your way by the way it feels and that you get to trust that so this also is the conversation that goes something like this when you're really serious you'll invest in a coach when you're really serious you'll have a coach long term when you're really serious you'll join the mastermind and i want to tell you all for me personally i took my business to multiple six figures without a coach without ever having a coach i invested in courses so i invested in business courses the kind of courses that you get lifetime access to so i had the course i participated while it was live it was a six-week course I was in the Facebook group, so it was really inspiring to like see what other people were doing. And I was someone that was just really like, obsessed and inspired, and I just kept repeating and kept trying and kept giving it a go again and again and again and again. And I took my business to $200,000 before I ever joined any of these things. And at that time, I didn't even get a coach. I joined a mastermind. And then later that year, I did get a coach. But the way that I run my business still And the way that I teach business in the programs that I teach it is very much from listening to what source and supply has to say. I believe that Spirit is my strategist. I've been saying that since I started my business and I still believe it after investing six figures plus this year into business mentorship and realizing I'm right back at Spirit is my strategist. And it's not to say that other people don't help, but it's the same thing I tell my my clients is like, I am here to be a mirror and I'm here to help you see what you don't see for yourself. But what your next best step is, is always going to be based on your one of a kind blueprint for your Dharma and what you're here to do with your gifts. So we get to tune into that. And I know that that's controversial and it's not true for everyone. I have friends that have never been without a mentor in business and they really don't want to be without one. Like they don't know what it's like, they can't imagine, they don't want to imagine. They feel like so much of their success is because they have a mentor always. And that also is true. We're all built differently. Our our life work is different. So I want you to know that like this is something that varies from person to person to person. Hence why I'm shining the light on like no one particular way is the way. Just get to know your way. So another thing that needs to be looked at is this get rich quick energy instant success blowing up if you do this thing the the truth about success is it does take time if you look at people that have had successes and there's people that are like oh my god my business just blew up like this and what you'll find is a lot of them have had other businesses before that one whether they had a network marketing business or they were growing a community in one way or another and then there's some people that just literally they are just like things are just blowing up and that's amazing but I want you to know that if you look around at people that you look at and you're like wow this person is like really creating impact that is going to go for generations and generations it's really important it's really amazing work you'll find that they've been refining it they've been showing up you don't know everything that they've been through but there are initiations into success where you learn lessons where you are having things revealed to you where you feel like you're failing but actually it's all working all along so i have definitely got caught up with the get rich quick energy that little nikki and me that wanted to have the most money because it felt like freedom to me it felt like power to me it felt like it was going to finally soothe that little nikki and me that grew up standing next to my mom at the grocery store with her food stamps getting, you know, uninvited from sleepovers because of my family's issues and just being so poor and couldn't have the things. Like, these things enticed me. And to this day, I am here and I know that I'm born to be wealthy and that I am here to be first uh, first generation of wealth that, like, passes on. I, I am excited for that. I am so grateful and privileged to take that on. And trying to do it quickly... Has, helped, has led me to forget about the foundation of why I even do the things I do. It has led me to forget about the most important things in my life at times because I'm rushing. There's this fastness about it. And it also has led me to hire mentors for the wrong reasons. So I invite you to just look for, are you carrying this in your field at all? You know, and I didn't know it was there. I wouldn't have probably admitted it. I, I had to see it for myself and then it just clicked and I was like, oh. It's there. And then something shifted where I was like, I am so fucking rich. Like I'm so rich. I'm so rich, like everything's working. My business has been working for like since year two. Like I am good, but I had to get to that place and I had to stop looking at other people's lives. Cause there was people that were making money and they're doing things and I'm like, yeah, well why isn't mine happening that fast? But when I really got clear, when I really got honest, I realized I was looking for these numbers and it was for the wrong reasons. So one of the things I want to invite you to look at is why do you want the numbers that you want? Like really get connected to it. Find out why. And because what I'll tell you that happened to me is my business model this year went into a direction where I was working more than I have worked in years. And it was cool. Like part of it was cool. I created so many like classes and content. But another part of me was like I could create more focused and more powerful and more potent and make more money and actually have more time to go traveling with my friends with my daughter and by myself like I want to do the things that I love to do and I want more time and space for them so get to know your numbers and why and look at it are you just expecting things to be easy and just to be a success instantly no one's going to teach you how to get rich quick there there is no such thing as get rich quick there is There is a speed up, there are quantum leaps, but like not everything is a quantum leap. Some things require you walking through the initiation. So be mindful of trying to buy the thing that promises that. Now on the topic of money in this industry, there's also a theme, a thread, this thing that I've seen this year more than ever and I've heard a lot of people talk about it. I've had clients that have been frustrated and in pain because of this. And it's the idea that someone is more worthy of being hired the more money they make or that they offer better value or better service because now they make more money. So what happens is there could be these amazing humans that offer such beautiful work and that are really meant to do incredible, like lifelong transformational work on this planet but they do not really get to the point of offering their medicine consistently and getting to the breakthrough in their business because they're comparing themselves to the people that make a million dollars in a month, a million dollars in a year, and you know the people that made it faster and, and more glamorous or whatever. And here's what I wanna remind you. Just because someone makes more money doesn't mean that their services are more valuable than yours. I've learned that this year. I, I've learned it really throughout my entire process of being in this realm one thing i learned really quickly and i had to because i had to make a decision that this is what i was going to believe is that the way that i was meant to serve and to teach was one of a kind that what i offer was unlike anyone else's and anytime i get lost and anytime my business suffers anytime i get into my head and and forget because we all forget and then we all remember if we're willing Is that i would think that my business was in comparison to someone else's and it's not your business is never in comparison to someone else's your business is yours it's your one-of-a-kind unique expression and offering to the people on this planet and for those of you that are only on the side of hiring people you have to understand that just because someone makes more money it doesn't mean that they know how to teach you that It doesn't mean that what they're offering is necessarily more in-depth. You want to hire someone because you feel it in your heart and in your soul that that person is meant for you. What I recognize this year, just being in in different places and and watching what other people are doing more than I normally would, is that there was this energy that as soon as someone hit a new income milestone, that all these people would rush to hire them. And it's like, are we hiring people because of the money they make or are we hiring them because the gift they offer and because we feel truly called from our heart to hire them? Because if we're not hiring them from that reason, it could be the wrong reason. So you just wanna check in and find out why. Why do I wanna hire this person? Does it really speak to me? Am I meant to and am I doing it from trust, from my truest knowing, from the next best step on my path or because I think I'm lacking something and I just want what they have? It's different energy. For those of you that are out there that are just getting your businesses started, I want to remind you to take on some of the energy that I shared with you. No one can offer what you offer. If you stay in your lane and you serve because you care about people and you show up from that energy and essence, no one is compared to you. And they're not meant to. None of us are supposed to be compared to anyone. Like we are here with this one of a kindness. But if you start grouping us all into like industry, And then people that do this and spiritual teachers versus business teachers versus uh, money teachers, there can be this energy of comparison. But just remember that no one does it like you. They're not better or worse. It's just that you're in your own lane. You're one of a kind. And finally, I want to let you know that there's a lot that happens in this industry that is meant to play on your wounds or your fear of missing out or the feeling that you don't belong. There's a lot of that and not that it's all intentional because it's not. But there is some that is intentional and you just have to be aware. You have to be aware. At the end of the day, it is our responsibility, right? So it's like even the people that are online like bashing the industry, we can't save people from their lessons. This is not a let me save you from your lessons podcast. This is a notice where you're participating in this and notice where you may be facilitating like this. Maybe you were taught this, maybe it was something you just did because you thought it was the right way. There's so much that I did because I thought, well, that's what it means to be successful. I saw my mentors do it and I'm like, well, that's what they say to me when I miss a payment. That's what happens to me when I don't do a thing. That's what happens when, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. I thought that's the way you do it if you want to be successful. And the more that I met doing a thing with the way it felt in my gut or the way it felt in my heart, I was like, I don't think this is the way that I'm meant to do it. And that's the benefit of being a super sensitive human moving through this industry is I get to see it from a new lens. And I'm not the only one. I know a lot of you out there are very sensitive too, but you have to understand that a sensitive person is going to receive information differently than someone that is just like business is business is business. So, a few things I want to leave you with just to explore. How would you define the true essence of your leadership? Like I said, I have never come here to be the most rich, the most sparkly, the most alpha, the most uh, like intense or powerful leader. That There's ever been I came here because I knew that I had practices. I had a voice. I had a willingness I had a journey. I had a story and I had heart To bring forth that would help someone so people that are just like me people that were looking online People that were looking for something that could take Some of their pain and turn it into light That's what I came here and now i'm coming back to that true essence of my leadership what is the true essence of your leadership? Get to know it. It doesn't have to look like anyone else. Even if there's someone you love what they do, you respect what they do, you bought all their books, You've, you love them. I mean, that's an insight to like what matters to you. But you don't have to do your life in business that way. The other thing is, I want you to explore this. Shame. Where are you carrying Shame. What is something that you've struggled with and that may feel like you're hiding? It feels like you're hiding and then therefore you don't deserve success or because this thing happened or because you did that thing or because it didn't work out that way, then now you feel like it has hampered your success or your ability to thrive and to win and to shine. Write it down and I invite you to share it with one person that you love and trust and just say, there's something I would love to be witnessed in because there's something I want to get out of me. You know, someone that loves you, someone that can hold you. And you could share it with a with a mentor, but I really invite you to share it with one of your sisters and not necessarily your blood sister, but someone that just loves you and cares about you because it's a different energy and you deserve to be held that way. It may help you if you're someone like me that knows that so much of your life's work is to teach through stories, that when you feel ready, after you've shared it with someone you love, that you can actually bring it out to your community and share it and also just share the wisdom and the lessons that you learned through it. It really helps me and I, I love knowing that we're all on this path together and that as I share and teach and as I open up and be vulnerable, that other people are also being liberated and uplifted by that. So the final thing I wanna ask you is, what do you want your life to feel like this year? What does success, what does having it all look like to you this year what does giving it all what does 100% look like for you be honest confront yourself in the most loving way and find out what does that mean and give yourself permission to have that to walk that path because you are the author of your book you are the author of this year there's going to be things that happen because of divine will but everything, you get to decide how you're going to meet it. You get to decide what decisions you're going to make when you're in the midst of it. You have more power than you realize. So my friends, I am sending you so much love and know that everything, there, there's light and dark. There's duality. It does not mean that an industry is ruined. It does not mean that something is bad. It just means that there's something that we need to shine the light of our awareness on. And that requires us willing to confront it and not confronting other people necessarily, but confronting ourselves first. Even with me addressing my former mentor and letting her know, I don't know if you know this, but that really hurt me. That was damaging. And that was not the best way to do this when I was in that place. I had to confront myself first. I had to get honest with myself. I had to say like, how did that really feel? And why did I feel that? What was my part? How can I take accountability here? And the final thing I wanna say here, oh my God, how did I forget this? With my three final things I wanna say, um, but this I think is my last, that a lot of you reached out and said, well, I was part of something that I didn't wanna be a part of anymore and I kept paying and I kept, stayed in the contract. I wanna let you all know something. I did not want to quit my thing. Like It was not like a thing that I was excited about. It wasn't something that I was happy about. It was at the point where it was like, if I keep doing this, I compromise myself even th- further, and I'm hurting myself further. Because it was a, such an extreme situation. I do not, I do not feel that it's best to just go into commitments, not giving a damn if we're going to keep them or not. I think it's important to be mindful of like. Is this something you want to keep to the end? Is this something that you want to be a part of? Do you want to ride this wave through all the the waves? And there's going to be exceptions, right? So like I want you to catch that. There's going to be exceptions. There's going to be times where things happen. This happens in my world. I have people in my world that, you know, there's people that will do everything that they can to stay in a thing. And then there's people that do everything they can to stay in a thing and it's still not working. Well, that's when the humanness has to kick in on both sides because it's like there was effort there was care there was willingness but then things went haywire somewhere along the way that's life like there has to be space for life to happen so just saying like I don't feel like doing this anymore and getting out I mean it's ultimately up to you but I would say like maybe don't join long-term things like looking at looking at that you know it's worth looking at I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying like you, you look at it. The other thing that's important to say here for the sake of clarity that I am referring to services that you're paying for ongoing that you've not actually received the service for, right? So for me, I invested in a program where I had to pay in advance. So there was $36,000 of services I would never receive when I opted out. And I forfeited them, I said, that's okay. I did not ask for a refund. I don't feel like you should ask refunds for anything that you know is non-refundable. When we know something's non-refundable, we enter into that agreement, we pay for a thing, we do a thing, like, that's our part. So that's where we have to take accountability, like, okay, lesson learned. Now, this has happened to a lot of my friends. They have paid for big things in full. I'm talking about 50,000, 75,000, 150,000, paid in full. And then they decided it wasn't the right thing for them. They didn't get their money back. It was non-refundable. So I just wanna let you all know that. Now, the final, final, final part of this, because it's worth clarifying for those that are listening, that whenever you have something that you're paying for, let's say a six month payment plan or a 12 month payment plan, and you're paying for something that you received already. So let's say for an example, you get a course, like my Money Miracles course, and you jump in and you do the course with everyone that paid in full, you do the course with everyone that's on payment plans, but in month three of your payment plan, you decide, I don't feel like paying this anymore. That's stealing, (laughs) that's stealing because you received something in full, you can't give it back, it was received in full and you have now backed out of that agreement. So that's theft, that's different than something like, I don't want to continue I paid you for everything I've received, I'm done. I just don't want to move forward with the continuing. If it were me and in that situation I still owed something, like let's say I was given something in advance, I would have just kept, I would have had to keep paying because I don't, I'm not going to take from anyone. That's like really against my value system. So it all comes down to our values. And I know there's some people that would be like, I would rather drive myself into absolute ill health absolute financial ruin just to say that I kept my word to that coach. Like there's people that are also like that. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just depends on your values. So my friends, let's commit together to bring the light of our awareness into the places that may feel a little sticky, feel a little crunchy. Don't feel like it's aligned with who you really want to be in terms of leadership, how you really want to show up. Just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean it's the way. We are really in this phase, this era, where it's time to redefine what success looks like to you. And you have to get clear on what that looks like, what it feels like. What does your life, what does it mean for you to be successful? What does it mean for you to have it all? What does it mean? When do you know that you've reached that success? What does it mean to you? Because if not, we're just gonna keep going and chasing and it's like an endless void. And then one day you realize like, holy crap, what am I doing? And in those times where you're like, what am I doing? You may find out that that little girl within you, that little soul, that little part of you that's scared, that doesn't feel like she's enough, that wants to be enough, that wants to make it, that wants to prove that she is good enough, might be driving the car. And instead, you gotta call the wise woman within to drive the car and say, we are driving ourselves to fulfillment, wealth, and well-being. And we are not abandoning any parts of us to get there. And that's a different conversation. But that's the path I'm on, and it feels really good to me. I know that not everyone is going to agree, and you know what, I did not come here to get everyone's agreeance and get everyone else to like me. I came here to be the fullest expression of myself. So my friend, I invite you to be the fullest expression of you to really begin to look at yourself in the mirror and give yourself that love and approval to give yourself the A-OK, the permission slip to live a life and run a business and lead and connect with others in a way that when you go to sleep at night, you feel like, I did my best. All right, my friends, if this episode spoke to you in some way, shape or form, I would love to hear from you. If you know someone that should listen to this episode, go ahead and give it a share. For those of you that are called, I would love to see you in closing ceremony And I can't wait to share so much more with you because I have some things that are on my heart to share and I know it's gonna add so much value. So if I don't talk to you before, I'm sending you so much love for the holiday season and into this new year, let's bring it. And when I say let's bring it, let's bring our highest and best forward with love, care, compassion, and self-approval. All right, my friends, stay miracle-minded.